This episode may contain strong language, adult themes, and sensitive content. We are issuing a possible trigger warning. The views expressed are ours alone. Please proceed with your own discretion. Hey fam, you are listening to your girl Teresa and this is Ride or Die from Teens to Prosecco Queens. As you may have heard in the previous interlude, your queens are coming at you in a whole different format. And if you didn't, then what are you waiting for? Go listen. We'll wait. (laughs) Just kidding. But don't forget to listen to our earlier episodes so you can be all caught up and ready to go. My guest host, for today is someone who is definitely stepping out of her comfort zone. So everybody say hello to Diane, who is my cousin-in-law and a badass queen herself. Dee, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. So yeah, I'm Diane, or also known as Dee. Um, Yeah, like Teresa said, I am her cousin-in-law, more like legit family at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I am married. I am 43 with two kids. Um, and I'm here trying to see um, how this goes because it's my first time doing anything like this. So I'm very excited. And I'm excited too because I think that what we're going to discuss is something we've discussed many times before. Yes. And we've realized that we have a lot more in common in these particular, in this particular situation than others. Very true. Um, what's funny, just to kind of play off what Dee said, I remember when the first time I met you, and it was your brother's, one of his birthdays. Yes. And I remember my my husband said to me, they, he was a little worried. He was like, Dee can be a little hard. I was like, do you not know me at all? <laughs> I can be. Um, I am the oldest of the girl cousins in the family. And I just, I just want to make sure that everybody's okay. So I see why that was said. Yeah, they were, and I was like, I'm not worried. I was like, I'm me, and we hit it off. We did. And to this day, my husband is still shocked. He's like, man, do you really took to I said, because I don't play around. And I don't either. And Ex- I think that's why we hit it off. Exactly, so. yeah. exactly. So I am thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Um, to I'm kinda... happy to be here. I'm very excited. Good. I'm so glad, because to kick off this new series that I'm kind of working on, again, to just enlighten and to heighten queen voices and different and different areas where we can help each other. Um, and I think that's really important. And I've, I've said that many times before to be able to express ourselves because we know that there's not many platforms to do that. There's not. And I feel that sometimes also what we're going to talk about is, for example, today, sometimes we feel like we can't talk about stuff like that. And I think we should. Exactly. And we're going to have a disclaimer, a regular disclaimer in the beginning. But I'm going to put a disclaimer right now. If you can't handle it, you don't have to listen. You know, we are open to speaking our truth. And... Unfortunately for us culturally, that can be an issue. Familial can be an an issue with that, right? Yes, I feel like definitely some of the things that are going to get said are going to go not good. Maybe not good. Maybe not good, (laughs) but I think it's necessary to talk about these things, so I'm willing to take it. Yeah, and it's like, you know, at this point, no secrets need to be said, but we're going to talk about how how things have impacted our lives. So basically what Diane and I are discussing today is intergenerational slash generational trauma and how it affects all of our relationships, specifically romantic ones, but also familial ones, the way we raise our kids and trying to break 
those traumatic barriers so we don't make the same mistakes with our children right right? um you know one thing we've said is being hispanic women in our 40s we've had so many experiences in our lives that are very parallel and others that aren't when it comes to passing trauma through the generations and a lot of that too i think is because we're from different cultures correct um with different dynamic relationships right because I'm Puerto Rican and you're I'm Guatemalan. Yeah. That's, so, I know I could have said that, but it was like, <laughs> no, it's, all right. it's all right. So yeah, it's, it's def- even though we are Hispanic women, we were raised completely different. That's right. And I feel that that to this day, we're still in that mindset that we were raised a certain way and that that's how we still have to be even to this day in our forties. Exactly. And I think that the fact that again, we'll get more into this is d- the degree of generation difference, right? So, for example, we talk, we'll talk about first generation versus third generation, right. which is me. Right. Um, it makes a huge difference in the way we're raised and, and the way our families expect us to behave. Yes. To this day. To this day. Yes. In our relationships. And, and now expect our kids to be. Right. And, we don't re- and we, we're not raised to realize that it's toxic behavior. No. Absolutely not. We're raised to accept it. Exactly. Or be quiet of it be quiet of it yeah that's the huge one is to be quiet of it yeah just accept it and don't say anything or whisper or just keep it in exactly and it's like and god forbid you try to get help for it right like all of a sudden you're wrong too and that's the big traumas that goes on it's either you have to be very hush hush you have to accept it you have to move on because what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, because the minute you say I something is going on with me and you want help, you're looked at like nothing's wrong with you. That's right. Just just go on and you'll be fine. But you're asking for help. Yeah. And you get brought down even more than you already might feel. And that's right. not right. And then you don't get the support that you need. Correct. And people who Correct. don't get the support, you just you fall down a rabbit hole. And yeah. we know that that's something that specifically these days with mental health, it is so taboo. Yes. And colored culture. Yeah. And we know for a fact that that generational trauma is embedded in us to the point that we believe these things as well. Um, so I think what we should start doing sure. um, is explaining exactly what generational slash intergenerational trauma actually is, if you want okay. to take that away. Okay. So generational trauma, I, for one, did not know at all what this is. Um, Therese actually pointed it out to me. So it is um, transference of traumatic experiences or stressors from one generation to the next. One of the many types, it can happen through direct experiencing, uh, witnessing violence, or living in an environment where violence is constant threat. So again, I didn't know about this. Uh, Teresa let me know, and, and it blows my mind that this is actual thing. Because I guess, again, being Hispanic women, you don't know these words That's or, right. or these these terms. Yep. So I'm a little shocked right now that right. this exists. And it, just a little background there. It turned part of the reason that I decided this would be a good topic for for Dia myself is because of conversations we've had recently about our own about our own experiences in our own lives, and it kind of came up that with the parallels that we've had, it's not something we ever talked about because I don't know that we didn't think that we could. It just never came up. Right. I think we just maybe we didn't feel comfortable talking to each other Mm -hmm. about it um but once you know once you know that somebody's going through something i think you have to forget the labels that are put on us especially as hispanic women and we have to be able to say talk to me i'm here for you and let me know what's going on and then that's when we realized how much more in common we have than we actually know agreed and one of the things that i learned and this just 
came out as a study kind of recently that it was confirmed and I've mentioned before of some severe trauma I've had I had last year and I'm doing my part in healing from it and, and working through it but it's still a day-to-day basis right like everything is day-to-day basis and I used to say that it changed me on a cellular level the trauma the PTSD of it um, of addiction and and not my own addiction <laughs> let's, let's make that clear but you know partner addiction and partner betrayal that's at this point probably the most I'll say is partner betrayal right and when you have that happen to you you feel like you die you really feel like you die and I used to say that I felt it changed me on a cellular level. And people would look at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, I feel it changed me as a person. And not just a person, like mentally a person. Right. It actually changed me physically. Mm-hmm. And it was proven that it literally, generational trauma, any kind of trauma, changes your DNA. Yeah, it's passed down through DNA. Uh, DNA family members, that's crazy it's crazy it's crazy yeah and you know they talk about it through slavery and stuff like that slavery was a huge one right that that trauma from that is passed a generation on top of the fact that it continues yes right (laughs) that it's never gotten better other than that being abolished it's never actually gotten better it's in their dna i mean yes that's mind-blowing and you know and we can't necessarily speak for obviously for for the african-american community but we can speak for the latino community in in the sense that again we come from two different areas of the world our family comes from right. um this there's like what 30 hispanic countries or something I don't yeah know, I'm, I'm exaggerating i don't really remember no probably yeah yeah <laughs> well embarrassing that's my geography <laughs> gone down the toilet i guess yeah we'll just say 30 30 yeah. <laughs> somebody will may or may not correct me <laughs> but realistically i think about how from us being raised again separated but having still those core beliefs that are yes. drilled into us yes from generations of abuse and honestly women's abuse that's the biggest thing i think in the hispanic community that is not talked about is how much women are abused in a relationship and it's just okay it's it's not okay never okay i nope. saw it uh growing up and it, it does like Teresa says it changes you as a person um I was younger when I first saw it. Maybe I didn't understand what was happening, but I did see it. And it does change you. It makes you think differently on what you want for your life. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I think it goes that, I think it's a catch-22. It can go either way. Because we were saying in that sense that there's some people kind of like abusers, right? Some are abused as, some kids are abused as a child. It could be sexually, emotionally, whatever. And they don't grow up to be abusers. They grow up to the opposite. But then you have some that grow up to be, to abuse just as much. Yes. And I think that's that it's that it's that weird dichotomy there, right? It's that weird, oh yeah, I I saw this in my life, this is all I know, so this is how I'm gonna be. That seems to be my situation, right? In the sense and, and is that, you know, there's that toxicity that so many men, Hispanic men, are raised with and yeah. they pass that on to other generations. And some, like we say in, in, in my sense, some of the men in, some of the men in the family don't go that way. Right. And others literally think that that's so normal that they do it without even realizing it. Right. That includes the womanizing, drinking, alcohol, all those things. And what is us, what are we told to do? And, and when I say we and again, I'm going to use this loosely. I'll let you right. chime in is because I was never told by my mother, if a man is abusing you, stay with him or you know what I mean? Or it's OK. Or it's or that's they're, they're a man. That's what they're supposed to do. But see, I was told differently. Exactly. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I don't know. I'm not sure, but in 
when I was growing up, it was, oh, he hit me, I did something. Oh, he hit yep. me, it's okay. Talk down to me, he yelled at me, whatever the situation was. We were just supposed to turn around, walk away, go watch TV. While it was happening behind us, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. And you, where you were told that it's not okay. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. And I think a lot of it, too, was the reason I was told it was not okay. Because I think we talked about like, the generation the generation difference, yes. right? Because I think yes. I said, you know, do you think being first generation had an impact on your experiences? It did. Um, when I would see what was happening in my house, I always had in my head ideas of, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm not going to become what he is, and I'm not going to become what she is used to. Mm. So I grew up in my head thinking that, and I have, thankfully, never had an experience where I said, oh, my mom went through that, or my dad did that. Never, because I never let it happen. That part, because I think that's amazing, because I think, for me, again, being third generation on my father's side my father's side and like second or second or something on my mother's side it had a huge impact because like I think I'd mentioned to you before my mother was very independent she was on her own she was raised by a woman who was very independent but her grandmother my great-grandmother as independent as she was lived on her own raised kids late in life still expected my mother to put my father's slippers down for him make sure she cooks for him and my mother was like excuse me I work too. I am going to, he should have my slippers down, right? So it was always that pull, that push and pull of that generational mentality that doesn't matter how independent you are, you are to be a servant toward your husband. But see, even though what you're just saying right now, the whole independent, that all these women in, in, in your life have been independent, in my, my family, it was always the husband is the one that supports you. You have to be there for him. You have to do what he says. Mm. So it made you feel like less of a person and yes. that you are not, you can't do stuff on your own and you can't be independent because that's always what I've seen and heard that happened to my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother. It was always that we're not independent. Yeah. We have to count on these men. Yeah. And I think, and, and when it comes, and that's so, in, oh God, that's so interesting. And I think back to what I was saying about my mom when, it, my goodness, is that specifically too i think there was so much trauma in those households as well yeah and it does exactly what you did that's why i think she went the complete opposite it was okay. kind of like you know what i've seen too many crappy relationships right. that i want to break this cycle however then you have kids and there's other cycles with your children that you're not breaking right right and so i think that is really that again is a real interesting parallel it's like okay so my relationship i'm not going to be in this shitty relationship but my, my children are getting this other part of me as well they're getting the brunt of the generational trauma yes. um you know i've been very open before about that i feel like my parents should have been divorced when we were kids and they had that idea of staying together quote unquote you know you, can, you can't see me with the yeah. quotes but <laughs> quote unquote for the kids for the kids and i always said i'm never going to do that I'm never going to do that because for the kids does not mean you should give up your entire life. However, we learn that there's a lot of things we will do for our kids, right? Thinking that, you know, thinking that this other person you're with may not be reliable. And now you're like, then I'm going to be stuck with the brunt of everything, right? Because right, that's because right. women are. Yeah, you get, God forbid you get divorced, you get the kids, you get everything that comes along with separating. Like, 
yep. all the responsibility because it's like it's okay for the men to go yeah why and it's acceptable for them to go and start their life over yeah whereas if we do it we are bad and and it's our fault and we should have taken better care of him and it, it's not correct it shouldn't be that way right at all no matter what the situation was family members aside from who is in your house should not get involved in mm. what's going on amen in your relationship they sh- they shouldn't even have opinions i don't think i mean i think what happens within your house should say in your house right and people just, i don't know people just want to chime in and add their two cents and then that's when problems get worse and but when you separate or divorce they're not there helping you so no keep your mouth shut no (laughs) and i feel if you're not going to be a support right if you want to come to me and say listen this is what i'm going through i was very i've been very lucky that i've had the support system on my side after going through the stuff that i've been going through last year because i've spent what i feel like is hundreds of hours in tears right and i and it feels like that if it may may or may not have been i don't it could actually probably thousands of hours at this point to be honest <laughs> in the past year or so mm-hmm. and not recently thank god good but i feel like if i didn't have nobody's gonna come to me and say they may say okay are you okay we see something's going on but if i don't feel like speaking about it they're not gonna press it right correct but you never know what's going on in somebody's household right ever and we've again spoke about this the fact that we were not taught to ever speak your business well, and this is the thing. You're just saying that nobody's going to come to you and ask you. Mm-hmm. The people that will ask you are probably your like your family. Yeah. You know, your mom, your dad, exactly. your grandparents. But if you want to be honest with them and tell them what's going on, then they're like, well, no, you're fine. Right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So you can't count on them. Yeah. But then, you know, luckily... I have people that I could talk to. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping you have people that you could yes. talk to. And we found and that we could talk to each other. We could talk to each other, yeah. which has been great. Yes. So, again, it's it's unfortunate that we cannot talk to our immediate family because of the whole cultural or how they were raised and they want us to think that yeah. we should live our lives the way they did. Yeah. It's not right. And the stigma. Yes. Holy crap, the stigma <laughs> behind it. Yes. I have never dealt with more stigma in my life than I have and you know I and again for my own family sure and for my own relationships you know realistically I've dealt with enough men with mental issues than I ever want to in my entire life like it's like enough emotional immaturity right Right. if I could do the work to improve myself to come through any of my trauma through my whole life you know what I mean I think that the men need to do that too but I think the men don't because in our culture the men are everything Mm, and enabled yes and i think that that's the problem when you find somebody who is messed up however they want to be messed up you're trying to help them be a better man Mm, yes they don't want to be why because it's in their heads it's been engraved that they are a hispanic man right and you if you're in a relationship it's a 50 50 that's right so you can't just say, oh, well, she'll handle it or whatever. Or no, well, we're, it's not going to work and I'll be okay. I'll find somebody else. Why? Right. Like, why is that okay? But that's why we've noticed. And I think, and this one is the part that gets me. I think we've noticed that's why a lot of colored men mm-hmm. choose to go with non-Hispanic women, non-black <laughs> women, because we are not easy. No, we're not easy. We expect <clears throat> men 
to be men, we expect men to, yes, protect us and provide for us, but also be our partners. Yes. Be mature. Take care of us. Not cheat on us. Not step out on us. Right? Right. right. And they're raised that I'm going to do what the hell I want. And yeah. it's like, and again, when I say there, I'm using a blanket term. We know that not all men are raised this way. Right. No, we not. Course. We know there are stand-up men. We right. know that there are amazing men out there. So, you know, to our kings, that's amazing. And you keep doing what you need to do. Right. But in my experience, <laughs> I haven't necessarily found that one yet that's going to say, listen, you know what I mean? I want to protect you. I've never been protected my entire life. Okay. And that is trauma. It is. And that goes through generational because that starts from, like I was saying, from when you're a kid, right? Yes. When yes. you don't feel protected by your parents. Not that my parents didn't love me the way they could and, you know, whatever. And I didn't go without, I guess, you know, I, I didn't go without. But when you learn that you can only raise yourself because you cannot count right. on the emotional stability and security that you need, you go out and you search for those places. Right. That starts from when your parents are bringing through their trauma from other generations that they learned. And they're only raising you the best way you can. Yes. I'm sorry, the best way they, they can. can. Mm-hmm. And now you're going, okay, I'm 14. I am trying to figure out who I am. I am changing. Boys are paying attention to me. I'm going to do what I need to do to get that attention that I wasn't getting elsewhere. Right. Yeah, it's very true. And that follows you. Yes. All those decisions follow you. And you don't realize where it comes from. No, until something smacks you in the face. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know a bad relationship or a bad experience or god forbid something even more traumatic you know and it's unfortunate that it takes something so hard for you to realize oh i just said i wasn't going to do this yet i'm in this situation exactly so you're repeating what you said you weren't going to do yep i don't know if it's we let our guard down as women because we start feeling comfortable mm. feeling protected feeling, feeling okay mm-hmm. feeling like i can rely Mm. On this person. And I can also change him. Yes. Oh. Yes. Which we all, I think as women, we all have that in our heads oh, because yeah. it's, it, I don't know if it's uh, like implemented in us. Oh, it is. Right? Okay. Oh, yeah. So then we think that we can, yet it doesn't happen. My thought was always, <laughs> he loves me too much. Okay. He lo- He told me how much he loves yes. me. He told me he's going to protect me. He's going to protect my heart. Mm-hmm. Knowing how I had been trampled on before. And that causes a trauma bond. Yeah, it does. You, He's got trauma from his yes. childhood, from other yes. relationships, yes. and now we are both in this place where we think that we finally can be vulnerable. Right. Causing this trauma bond. Yeah. And then what happens, and I think I had, and I definitely had said to you as well, is that a lot of that trauma bond then stems from, I'm addicted to you now. Okay. And now that I'm with you, I'm terrified of what you can do to me. And I'm also terrified of you leaving me. But then what are you supposed to do? Not have relationships? Right. That's because exactly the problem. These are the these are your feelings. Yeah. You're supposed and I think again, this is where we try to break this this trauma, this everything that's put into our heads. For example, for me, I try to not I'm trying not to have my kids grow up the same way I Amen. did. I'm trying yeah. to let them be who they want to be, whatever that is. Right. I'm trying to let my daughter see that you can have a relationship, talk to somebody, make sure you're okay. I always tell her, you have to be okay. She's 14. I'm sorry, she's 16. Wow, I just went yep. backwards for a minute there. <laughs> she's 16, but I'm always trying to tell her, you are 
a female, a woman. Well, at this, a they're woman. women. They're yeah, young women. 16. Yeah. You are a woman before you're going to be anything else. Mm, and amen. you always have to remember that because you don't want to forget that that's who you are first. And then you come in as, as a spouse, as a mother. What happens to you? Yep. You have to take care of yourself first. And I think that's another thing that growing up they teach us not to do. That's right. Oh, you're married. Okay, well, you're supposed to be home. Your mm. mother, okay, well, where are your kids? Yeah. Okay, I understand that. But what does that mean as, as a woman? Right, you as lose a, yourself. You easily. Do. Easily you lose yourself. But then, again, and you want to, and sometimes you lose yourself while you're trying to be in a relationship. Mm. Oh, my gosh, yes. And then you start going backwards when you said you weren't going to. Yeah. And then that's when all the problems start, I think. Yeah, very easily. Yes. Very easily. Yes. And I guess sometimes you don't realize how much you lose yourself. No. By any means. It happens so incrementally that it's like one day you're like, who the hell am I? Yes. And I think part of that, oh my gosh, that's so crazy to say that because I remember being so, as vulnerable as I was, mm -hmm. as much as I had been hurt, mm -hmm. I was finding myself right. a decade ago bef after my first divorce and before mm -hmm. my husband. And not that y'all don't know who my husband is and she knows who my husband is. I'm just not going to shout out names. Um, but just, you know, for his protection. <laughs> but when I think about that, I, I say, you know, at the time, and again, I never hid who I was. Okay. I was very secure in who I was. I'm like, and what I will accept. Right. That's the part that gets me still. I told you who I was. Right. I told you what I was going to accept and what I was not going to accept. What I had been through was traumatic enough. Right. I spent two decades of my life, three decades of my life, in pure survivor mode okay i went from my mother's house when i was on eggshells always walking around to a man's house and i say a man's house but we, it was our house together but living with a man right where the anxiety and depression and the pills and the suicide attempts were so rampant yeah that i was constantly walking on eggshells that i turned into a person i didn't recognize that i could have ended up on an episode of snapped i always oh, say no. oh my god <laughs> that i could have see myself literally saying oh yeah um you know, after I put the pillow over his face, you know, <laughs> oh, it was the pills he took. And that scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Because that's not who I am. Right. And I never thought I'd get to a point in my life. And that's when I was like, I'm done. Okay. I can't do this. And don't get me wrong. There was, there was couples therapy. I tried for years and years and years. I said, I chose, even though I felt I had to marry this man. Okay. We'd been together many years. We had a daughter together. I remember on my wedding day, I don't know if I told you this, but I remember on my wedding day, I was 25. And I thought to myself, eh, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get divorced. Oh, I, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> Who thinks that? Okay, but I think that. Mm. I, I think I told you this. I never wanted to get married. Yeah. I personally, to this day, do not believe in marriage. Maybe because of the trauma that I had. Yeah. Because of everything that happened in my house with my parents. I didn't want that for me. Mm. So I did not want to get married and my husband knows this um so i ended up marrying him mostly to satisfy my mom because again the hispanic guatemalan woman in her was you know i had to leave my house wearing the white dress wow married i could not just move in with him oh yeah which she is was what not, i wanted to do yeah she was going to say you're doing this the right way correct what i perceive is Per, per se? Perceive? Perceive. Perceive. Thank perceive. you. <laughs> perceive. Perceive the, the as the right lately. way. Oh, my goodness. That's what perceive, happens when you hit a certain right. age, apparently. And it was, you have to get married. 
you, you can't just move in with him. What are people going to say? What mm. are people going to say? I don't care. Right. So you lose yourself because I honestly did. You were giving yourself away. Yes. Yeah. And I literally did. Yes, you did. Because I felt like that when I got married, it was all her. It was the, the planning from the beginning to the ceremony. Everything was my mom's vision, not mine. And I mean, I'm, I love my husband. Don't get me wrong. But if it was up to me, I would have just moved in with him. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing there's wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, Getting to know somebody before yes. you marry them is literally ideal. Yes. You know, you say you should test drive the car before you buy right. it, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> granted, I don't know if you know this. I got my husband, met him, and got married in a span of nine months. <gasps> I did not know that. Yes. Wow. It was that quick. But again, uh, at that point, at nine, at our nine-month dating anniversary... We were talking about moving in together. Which is normal at that right. point. Yes, that's normal. But as you know my mom, mm-hmm. there was no way that was happening in my house. Mm-hmm. So the only option was, I didn't actually, I didn't have an option. Either you get married or you don't move in with him. So at that point, I had to. Right. I had no choice for my happiness. Yeah. And then I, I did. I lost myself. I completely lost myself. Isn't it crazy, though, knowing how old you were? As a full-grown adult. Yeah. You I was 22, I think. You yeah, could have said, no. I you could have said, like, isn't that crazy when you think back? You could have been like, no. If I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I want to do. If I, if I were who I am now, mm. back then. That's right. Number one, I would have gotten slapped in the face. Oh, no. For saying no. Probably facts. But I yeah. wish I had the courage that I have now to have said no. Or, yeah. okay, fine, but let me have it my way. Yeah. But no, to, I'm telling you, to the wedding dress, to the cake, to the food, everything was her idea. Wow. Not mine. So you've never even had a wedding to your husband that was you? No. My wedding dress was my mom, the wedding cake, the colors, everything was my mom's idea. Wow. It wasn't like, what do you think? Um, no, I didn't get that option. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So... And again, I lost myself in all of that. But if I could go back and and take me right now to 20 years ago, yeah. oh, my God, it, it, I would just move in. To that's, this day, I still would move in. And that's what I was going to ask you. Would you have done something different? For sure. I know if, I would have. If, if I, if I would have had the courage, like I said, yeah, I would have done, okay, maybe I would have gotten married and have it my way or maybe not. Maybe I just would have said, hey, let's move in. Right. What's wrong with just moving in? Right. Because people talk. Let them talk. Let them they're, talk. They're not in my house. That's right. They're not paying my bills. They are not there when I'm going to need somebody. Yeah. So I don't care what people think. But in the culture that we grew up in, mm-hmm. it's what are the people going to think? Right? Yep. It is, And even now. Yep. I can't talk about what's going on in my house because what are people going to think? Yeah. And, you know, I'm very, I've been very um, res- uh, resistant mm-hmm. on going into detail. And, and mm-hmm. people that people closest to me yeah. know what's been going on in my house mm-hmm. and um, that I am currently separated mm-hmm. because of my husband's actions. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about that is not having the support, yes. not from my family, not from my blood side, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because I have been told it was my fault. Um, again, not from my side. Right. You know, even my therapist is like, there's no way in hell that's your fault. Right. right? I know that logically. But when you are, when someone can look you in the face, knowing this generational trauma, knowing that this came from starting when 
this man is a child right. and stuff he saw, stuff he experienced as he got older by himself too, not just stuff that went on in anybody's house, stuff that he put himself in, situations he put himself in because of certain things that happened as well and that he saw. Right. The denial and the delusion that this is somebody else's fault. It has to be your fault. You brought this out of him. But it would come to me too. Right. Even if 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 my family, if I were to really tell them, hey, for the past 20 years, it hasn't been perfect because, it, I'm going to be honest, it, has, it hasn't been perfect. Of course. If you're out here saying that you have a perfect marriage, you need to wake up. That's right. It doesn't. I'm sorry, but it doesn't happen. So in, 20, in the 20 years that I've been married, it hasn't been perfect. We've, ha- we've had our, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're done. You have to go, and or I have to go, yeah. and we'll figure it out. But if I were to go to my family, it's yeah. my fault. And that's what we're talking about, exactly. The same and side. Why? Yeah. No, but you're saying that it's not your your family. No, no, not my family. Fault. I'm talking right. about we're talking about your but side. I don't un- <laughs> right, no, no. I yeah. just I don't understand why there has to be a blame. Oh God, yes. I get it. Whose fault it was? Yeah. Okay, fine. But why do we need more on top of what we already have going on? Right. To be blamed? Right. But come on. That blame makes me crazy. Yeah. Because I always say, look, I have my faults. I've never claimed to be perfect. But I have an issue where I just give all of me mm-hmm. all the time. And from my first marriage, I guess I didn't learn my lesson. Okay. When me and your cousin, my husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that rhymes, <laughs> got together, it was like he literally helped heal my heart. Okay. So you wonder how somebody who helped heal your heart could then crush it a million ways worse. And I always look back and I wonder, did I make the same mistakes? Because I always said with the way my parents were and my grandparents, I never saw a healthy relationship. Right. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I literally had about a year ago, my, my therapist say to me, did you ever have or see a healthy relationship in your life? And I was like, holy crap. No. Okay, but is there a healthy relationship out there? I mean, just Mic like drop. I was saying, no marriage is perfect. Right. It's work. It is. And both people have to want to make that work. Right. And just relationships in general. If right. you're in a long-term relationship in general, right? right? That is work. And it's such it's such a depressing notion to think that someone could look you in the face and say, you know why he's messed up? Because of you. And it's like, hold up. You take that to your soul. Yes, of course. And it's like, I was the support. Yeah. I was lover, best friend, wife, mother. I mean, I can keep going down the list, yeah. right? And when there was the shoulder to cry on, who did I have? I didn't have support on that side. I And, and the embarrassment, too. Yeah. The shame. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. That is yeah. put on us. Yes. Where you would think, okay, instead of blaming you... Why don't they take the responsibility where it started? Right. Where it started. Where it's been coming from. Right. No, it's just easier for them to... Or I don't know if it's that they don't want to take the blame or they don't want to really realize that it started with... It's denial. It is. Yeah. But again, I think it's that whole cultural thing that, oh, let's let's just turn around. Yeah. Let's, Let's not pretend it's really happening. Right. And then say... Well, okay, this must have just been this must have just been with you. Exactly. When it's like you've seen these patterns, you know these patterns, exactly. right? And there's a reason that he ran for the from the first place. And right. then I think about again, my life when it comes to patterns. I th- I say to myself, "Oh my goodness, I 
was told so many things when I was younger, and I said, I am never going to have that. Mm-hmm. And I fell into it every single time. And I always said, oh, man, somebody can't be worse than the first one. I don't think it's Oof. that you fall into it. I think it's that because of the whole, the, the trauma that men have, mm. and they don't oh. open up That's right. about it. It's not, I, I personally don't think it's women's faults. Oh, hell no, it's not. Right. But why are we getting blamed then? When it's, oh, it, to me, it's, it's, it's on them. But yeah. because, again, they are men. And they're told, be men. Yes. They're told, you can't speak about yourself. Right. Don't talk. Yep. Don't express. Don't, you know, don't confide in. Don't, nothing. Right. So then that's when, you know, you just said you fall into it. I don't think it's we fall into it. I think it's that they don't realize that they have something good that they can confide in, talk to. Right. No, they refuse and they just want to keep everything in and just keep it going. And keep it going. Yeah. I know, um, and I'm going to be talking to my sister actually about this in a few episodes Mm -hmm. too, but one of the things we talked about, uh, me and her have talked about, is how you can be raised in a household with other siblings Mm -hmm. and have completely different experiences. Yes. Traumas, completely different. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely. Um, Each child is raised different. Yes. And you're like... And so what happens is then their relationships end up different as well. Yes. Oh, God, yes. And so much of what we learn is completely different. And how we take and how we take it into our future relationships yes. is different. And I think, you know, we were told also very young, don't, you know, when it, when it was that whole, why are you crying? Yes. I'll give you something to cry about. Shut up. Yeah. You have no reason to cry. So yes. what did you learn to do? Right. Stamp down right. your feelings. You're not allowed to show emotion. And so the second you feel comfortable with enough with a man to show emotion. Right. If they're told their whole life not to show emotion or to man up or be a man or whatever it is, now you look crazy. Yes. When it takes them to the point that now they've lost their damn minds because they don't know how to react to a woman showing her feelings, it's the woman's fault. So, see, you grew up with your sister. Yeah. Okay, I grew up with two brothers. Yes, you did. So, you could imagine how that goes and you just said it. The My brothers would, you know, whatever, cry, they got hurt or whatever. It was always, don't cry, you're a man. Mm. toughen up I would cry and it's like okay what's wrong let me help you and blah 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 but for the guys no you're fine get up Mm -hmm. and the other thing would be the boys would be on video games or whatever and it would be like D you have to learn how to cook I was just gonna say it because you're gonna be married one day yep come and learn how to make tortillas because you're gonna have to yep come and learn how to wash dishes because you're gonna get married one day and you're gonna have to have to do it But the guys were playing video games. Right. I don't understand. And that's a huge, and I think, oh my, and when you say that, so much of that goes back to me about first generation versus other generations. Of course. Because my mom, yeah, she did the cooking and stuff. My dad did stuff, you know, my dad did cooking and stuff too. And the laundry and all that kind of stuff. They did the stuff together and stuff. Mm -hmm. My mom never said to me, like she was told to her, you got to do this for because one day you're going to be married. Okay. It was, you need to learn this stuff. You need to learn this stuff, right? Right. But even then, my mom was very OCD. So there was a lot of things that <laughs> I didn't learn until I was out the house because okay. I had to learn it for myself. Other yeah. than like laundry and cleaning right. and stuff. But like cooking, I taught myself and, and stuff like that. But realistically, I think that that's a huge difference yeah. is in that as well. Because I told my son, you know, and my son is six and a half. And I tell him, you are going to learn. I said, I know you see... Natalie, my oldest daughter, cooking and she does dishes and laundry and cleaning. And guess what? He does his little chores. And I say, just wait till you're older. You're going to be cooking, cleaning, ironing, doing laundry. You're going to be doing all that because guess what? 
you may decide to be a husband one day and you are going to help your wife. Yeah, you are not going to be one of those exactly. men that is a kept man. There, listen, I've said it. I don't mind. I'll be a kept woman. I, <laughs> I have no problem with it. Right. I want to have my own identity. Yeah, of course. I've worked my ass off. I'm still trying to work to find out who I am after all these years. Now we're talking four decades for me right. of survivor mode yeah. that I didn't realize I was in until recently. You know, and so it's like trying to find out who I am mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Now, being basically a single mom and right. having to have a, a teenager and a little, little, yeah, one, little one, you know, my spaghetti and my meatball, <laughs> you know, I have to try to find ways to break yeah. those curses. And one thing we talked about was our teenage daughters. Yes. When I yes, yes, yes. decided to get married the second time, that was it for me. I said, I'm not getting divorced. I, because I'd done it so badly the first time. I right. said, I refused. And that's why I didn't want to get married the second time to okay. my current husband. I didn't. Mm -hmm. We never talked about it. We were living together. We were raising kids. We were happy in love, apparently. <laughs> apparently. But then, as soon as we got married, everything fell to the wayside. And I believe a lot of that was because at this point now, he saw what he was used to. Right. And said, well, now she's married to me. I'm going to go have my cake and eat it, too. Because she ain't going that, nowhere. Why is it Okay. Oh, it's not okay. That once you get married, it's okay? Yep. And that's because I think that's exactly what he was used to. And not even consciously. Right. Let's be realistic. A lot of times these things happen for men and women. Yeah. Where we do things without even consciously realizing that we're saying things. I had said back in the beginning of our relationship, I had said, I am not going to repeat the same patterns. Mm -hmm. I am not going to accept less than mm -hmm. anymore. I am going to, I expect that if my daughter is going to see another relationship, it is not going to be abusive. It is not going to be untrusting. It is going to be a loving relationship because of everything she saw when she was younger. Okay. And that was, I felt that was my fault. You know, you take that mom guilt. Yeah. Right? You take that mom guilt. Right. And that didn't end up happening. This ended up being worse. Right? Now, I do still love my husband. I still wonder sometimes what will if, if and when anything will happen in the future. But I can't focus now yeah. on anything else but myself and my kids because there are traumas that that we for ourselves have to heal, but we can't heal other people. Very true. And I have spent so much time in my life trying to heal other people while I was still bleeding. And we, But we shouldn't have to be healing other people. Right. But that's what we're raised to think that we should. Right. Yeah, I get that, but we, why? That, that's a good question. Because we're women? Yeah, women we, are nurturers. I understand that, but a man has to grab his balls and be like, I want to better myself for my family. Oh, God, I yes. need to stop the trauma for my family. Right. I need to become a better person, but they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. I don't know if it's because they rely on us. But they, they don't realize the damage that they're doing to us. Oh, I read somewhere that, um, probably a meme, that said they know the damage they did. They just don't care because they don't know how to care. Not that they don't love us. Right. Not that they don't Caring want what's best for us. No, right. Yeah, I Not, but when I say they don't care, I mean that they feel, again, they being a universal term, but it's not yeah. for everybody, yeah. that where are they going to go? Yes. Very because true. they're raised to believe I am man. Yes. I have everything to offer. Yes. And when that gets thrown up on its head, that's when they play around and decide to do their own thing. And that's what happened with us. Yes. Us. And, and again, I'm not necessarily saying us. I'm yeah. saying, you know, mm -hmm. is the fact that 
everything I loved about you in the beginning became the reason I resented you because you made me feel less than. But I didn't make you feel less than. I was always who I was. You did not live up to the promises you made me. And because of that, it makes you feel less than. It does. Right? When it shouldn't. When it shouldn't. Right. When it shouldn't. Because not only are you already feeling horrible for what you're going through, and now you want to, not consciously, but as, I don't know, nurturing women that we are. Right. We want to say, oh, what did I do? Did I do it? Right. Did I not do good enough? Did I, should I have tried harder? What else could I have done? Why are we sitting here questioning ourselves? Right. It's because we're, we're ingrained to. Yes. We're ingrained yes, very to question ourselves. We are ingrained over generation from generation to say, what did I do to cause this? And it takes a lot of work to realize not only can't you control somebody, and again, right. when I say control, I don't mean I ever thought I could control somebody. Yeah, exactly. But you can't control the situation, right? right? You can't control, if someone's going to do something, they are going to do it. Yeah, regardless of... Regardless yeah. of the situation, regardless of how much you love them, support them. You can love someone to death. You could be kissing their feet, and if they are going to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a secure person wouldn't need to do those things but generation generationally for men that didn't even matter either no it's it's okay it's okay right and it's shouldn't be and it's like well why are you questioning him yes let him go do what he wants to do and as long as he comes home back to you as long as your kids are taken care of your bills are paid who cares that is one of the biggest annoyances that Mm -hmm. i think i have in this in our culture yeah is that it's okay for a man to do Whatever and whoever he wants. Ooh, and whoever. Those facts. Yet if I, oh, and he's the man. Mm-hmm. And a man. A man. Yet if I go and do it, Oof. I am everything under the sun. Yeah, that's right. Every single name possible. That's right. And I am to blame. Yeah. But you you don't even know half of what's going on. Right. So how is it that we get judged, but they celebrate them? Right. No. And it's that continuous enablement. And to hear someone say to you, oh, I'm not defending his actions. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Because you're looking someone else in the face and literally saying, he had nothing to do with this. He acted <laughs> out because he was depressed. And he was depressed because he was a woman that wasn't nice enough to him. Wasn't nice enough. That's insane. And I'm like, okay, could I have kissed feet more? Right. <laughs> what was I? What else was I supposed and to do? This is, and this is where it starts again. You start feeling it. What else, What was I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? Right. And it just keeps going. And it took me a year of therapy to finally say, wow. Yeah. It didn't matter what I did. I think for me, again, being married 20 years, what made me open my eyes and, and again, it's not perfect. It's not up and it's up and down was the comment that I told you Jasmine said. Yes. Was she came up to me one day again having a bad day and she said mom i do not want the relationship that you and dad had it gives or, me chills having right now it gives me chills every time i think about it every, when you told me that i, I told you I, I still that stays in my head oh it's it's in my head yeah and even though i mean that right there was an eye-opener and it's like okay what are we doing yeah obviously i mean kids are older i get it they pick up on things but for her to say that comment to me was like she was stabbing me in the heart yeah. It was worse than I, what I'm what I was going through. Yeah. In the marriage. So then that's when I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this happen. So again, trying to to stop this trauma, trying to stop it from 
going to the next generation Oof, yeah. is when I said, okay, I talked to the husband. And I'm like, what are we doing? Because obviously we're doing something wrong. Yeah. And if, for her to say that at 16 years old, that's an issue. Then that's such an eye opener. Yeah, of course. You know, we forget that our kids are little people because yes. when we were young, yes. we weren't taught us. We weren't respected or we were told to thought get of out as of the people. Room. Yeah, we were not thought of or respected right. as people. Go it away. Was, go away. Yes. And I don't care what you feel. And yes. you don't know nothing. Yes. You don't understand what you're feeling. We yes. are. So part of what we're raised. And again, this is straight through the generations. Mm -hmm. It is so engulfing this generational trauma because we are told to not trust ourselves. Right. We are told as children, we have to look for outside validation to tell us what we feel. So if my parents looking at me and saying, I, you don't feel nothing. Yeah. I go, go to the room. You're fine. Yeah. My brain is going, oh, I guess I am fine. When my body is saying, no, you're not. And you're adding more to what are, you already have that mm -hmm. you can't express. That you can't express. So now you tamp this down and this comes out in so many different forms throughout your life. Yeah. And our daughters are the same age. Mm -hmm. um, Natalie and Jasmine are the same age, about seven months apart. Yeah. Maybe not even, oh God, maybe like four months apart actually, something like that. Yeah. But one thing that we've talked about myself and, and Diane is that it's really crazy how these kids seem. And I'll tell you, Diane, I have had this conversation with my therapist where she says, you should be freaking so proud of yourself as a mother. And I said, why? And yeah. I'm telling you this too, because you're going to understand because you yes. should feel the same way. Yes. She says, because you broke yes. a barrier that you did not have. You are now not only changing yeah. everything that, every thought that we were raised with, everything right. that was ingrained in our head. Yes. You are now changing and having a different relationship with your daughter Very that you never had with your mom. I, I never had with my mom. I never, never could talk to my mom the way that Jasmine talks to me. Exactly. And I'm the same with Natalie. And it, it, I love it. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, okay, this is great. This is what I wish I would have had. Yeah. Maybe my life would be different if I had. There would be different right? things probably, sure. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I completely agree. And I'm glad that it's taking our generation yeah. to try to stop previous right. generation and trauma. And like I've told you before, I do worry. I yeah. worry very much about my son. Mm -hmm. knowing that there's so so much toxicity and so much generational trauma that can, that can be passed on. I mean, addiction could come from my side too, so I can't <laughs> even say it's just going to come from another side, uh -huh. you know, but it can come from my side too. Yeah. But there are things you don't realize you, that you have to watch. You know, when we were told so much of my anxiety started when I was a child and nobody knew what that was. Right. It was basically like, you're being dramatic, right. you're crazy. Because God forbid they took you to a doctor. God forbid. Psychologist. And when, and when I, right, because right. that wasn't a thing. It no. was every medical doctor on the planet. Yes. She's fine. She's making it up. Yes. Maybe yes. she's allergic to something. Making it up. Maybe she's allergic to something. Do you know for like 10 years I didn't eat an apple? Because <laughs> <laughs> they thought <laughs> maybe the acid. Oh my God. No, I'm not exaggerating. I was terrified to eat apples for about 10 years because they thought maybe the acid of something I ate gave me an allergic reaction. Oh my God. This is what happens because yes. nobody ever said, maybe she's. Just needs to talk to somebody. There's transitions going on but in her life. But we can't talk to somebody. No, that's no. the thing. In in, it, when did you see a psychologist or a therapist or anything? When I finally got my own insurance in my twenties. I will be honest with you. I have never seen a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything. I'm not surprised because it's not it's not spoke upon. It's not, and and it's another, not pushed. No, either. and another. Marriage counseling. Mm. You, you said before that you did it. Yeah. Okay. More than once. You were lucky. I have not been able to have that because my husband doesn't believe in it. 
Yeah. My and husband again, doesn't believe in cultural. talking to someone mm-hmm. about our relationship. Yeah. Well, obviously, we need some help every once in a while. Because yeah. you're not talking to me. I'm not talking to you. We're not getting anywhere. But it took our daughter as an alarm clock to wake us up. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, let's get some counseling. Yeah. So it takes something like that. But, but why? Right. But you won't listen to me. But you me. won't listen to me. Oh. And my needs. That part. And let's go get yes. some help. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm grateful, you know, that we're, we're doing this. But why does it take some other, some other person's, okay, some other person, you know, whichever it may be. But this happened to be my daughter to wake you up. Yeah. Why? It's, that's the scary part. Am I not part. a validation here? Like, am I not important for you to listen to? No. Because we were taught that you're just supposed to follow suit. If your husband says, jump, it's how high. Yes, unfortunately. And like I said, I would not mind my husband to be a leader. Actually, I pray for that. I have, no, you know, you've seen my big fat Greek wedding. Yes. Where they say Love the it. husband is the head. Yes. But, but the, the woman, woman is the neck. the neck. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I would love to have a husband who would say, yes, lead this family. And we work together as partners. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm tired of being in my masculine. I've been working so hard to be in my feminine because I'm tired of that. It's exhausting. But do you want, do you really want that? I do. Because in my house, my husband is leader, but yet he will not budge on certain things. Well, that's why I think when I say that, I think to me it's a a lot about um, that balance. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, be a leader, but understand I'm your partner. We are partners. We are supporters. We listen to each other. All those things that in marriage counseling, you're supposed to learn about. You're supposed to practice, Right. Right. Um, yet my experience in marriage counseling both times yeah. were men sitting there lying. But see, yeah. You know, that's again, mine, right, right. you know, were men sitting there there because, oh yeah. Oh, I, I know I have to be here, but I'm just going to say what I need to say exactly. and keep it moving, exactly. you know, and make me think that you want to do the work, but you don't even know that you're messed up to begin with. I know that we're messed up, but right. you think what I'm, what I'm doing is normal. When I say I, you know, I mean them, right. right. What yeah, I'm doing yeah. is normal. And I'm very quick to say, I have my flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm not easy to live with. Right. I have shit that I'm dealing with and working through. We and, all do. Right. right. And when it comes to my daughter, I've asked her before. I've said, do you need to speak to me or to a counselor about what you've seen going on over the past year in this house? Okay. You know, we live in close quarters. It's hard for kids not to hear right. things. Right, of course. You know, it was brought into my home. So... Unfortunately, this is where we all live. Mm-hmm. They hear things. That, my little one has heard things that mm-hmm. I feel terrible about, you know, that he's understood. Right. And my daughter will look at me and go, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, that's not normal. Of course not. This is your mother and your father, yes. really. This is your yes. mother and your father yes. going through this some, this thing. This is your mother being traumatized again in your, in your little short lifetime. This is your mother being traumatized again. And you have no feelings toward it. Now, that could be two things, right? It could be, well... I'm leaving it to mom to deal with her business. I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. Okay. Or it could be at this point, it is what it is. You know, at this point, I'm at this point, you know, whatever. And that scares me. And what scares me is that one of two things can happen. A pattern can be repeated no matter how much I try to break it. Yep. Or yep. it'll be the complete opposite where she can't form a relationship at all. And that part scares me because I always say I don't want to be feel responsible for my daughter not having healthy relationships and realizing that there are healthy relationships healthy relationships there's fights there's arguments there's healthy separations there are healthy separations where people say listen we're married well we gotta separate and then figure ourselves out and then work ourselves together okay 
Right now, that's not my situation. <laughs> I wish it would be. Yeah. But I don't know what that's going to look like, if that's going to look like anything, right? Um, but I can't take responsibility anymore for another person, right? Just myself. My biggest concern at this point is, yeah, my, my kids and my daughter's perception of relationships. Because I want to break that trauma. I want to break that boundary. And... That starts with being able to talk to me about it. If, you know, you have a thing, talk to a counselor, you know, but talk to things like that. But does she know, because in us, it was engraved that, what counselor? Oh. What help? Oof. You don't need that. No way. That wasn't a thing. Does she know that she can, that that it's okay for her to go speak to yeah. somebody? And I've done it before for yeah. years, especially okay. since she was little and yes. when I slept with her father. Because yes. there was trauma there. Right. Then his second wife caused trauma to my daughter that I didn't know about. Okay. And... Think I, 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 me and my daughter joke about it that I think that she didn't tell me when she was little certain things because she knows that mommy would have been in jail. <laughs> I will, and I believe that. And yeah. I think she was like, No, I can't end up with these people. Mommy <laughs> cannot go to jail right. because I probably would have. You know, when it comes to your kids, you're not okay, thinking no, straight, of course, not God, no, you know, and you're not thinking straight. Nope. And I do say, though, um, <laughs> with all due respect to my children's fathers, I always say, There's got to be a plan for my kids on this planet because the men <laughs> that he sends me. <laughs> You know, and again, a lot of it is because people have, people really have genuine tendencies. Yeah. You know, me and my husband really were in love, Mm -hmm. but you're not always in love all the time. If you're in love all the time, that's a, then you need some therapy. That's a red flag. You need some therapy. Yeah. That's a red flag. Sometimes you're like, please go away. Yes. Like, I can't stand you right now. But marriage is not a, you know, marriage is a commitment. It's like, okay, now I do not, if there is abuse, every kind of abuse Run as far and as yeah. fast as possible. <clears throat> Find someone to help you. Yes. Run, save your money, do whatever you got to do. Never, ever, ever, ever say an abusive relationship. Nope. My relationship has been abusive in its own way, and it took me a long time to realize that mm-hmm. now. now. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take work if it even, again, gets to that point. But the problem with that is when people don't see it as abuse, we're raised not to see it as abuse. But it is. It is. Yes. When a man of any kind is abusing you whether it's physically mentally emotionally financially that is abuse when yes. you don't feel safe and you are living in survivor mode and your man is out doing whatever the hell he's doing and then comes back to your bed kissing on you when he was out doing god knows what that is abuse i mean that could kill you physically nowadays that could kill oh, you no, definitely it could kill you yeah you know and i think that that's it's so important that we break those that we break those boundaries for our children and and our children and our future generations and one way is seeking professional help yeah definitely no matter what that looks like it's a it could be a priest it could yes. be a a rabbi it could be a preacher it could be yes. you know make sure that you can trust them as well because you know there's creepy people and out emphasis there on professional professional not family members right because again like i said earlier they will either listen to what you have to say and be like oh you're fine yep or blame you or blame you so definitely professional help. Yeah. Definitely and not. you're and let me tell you, there have been times with my family that they've been so angry over the last year of what's happened, mm-hmm. especially because they trusted a lot and trusted my heart mm-hmm. with this person. Correct. And they have been so angry. But my family's never disrespected from my own volition. I have said, just yeah, don't. Right. And he's been able to be around my family without disrespect. I can't say the same. Now, no love lost. Mm-hmm. I care. I don't wish anybody harm. They are, you know, th- these are my son's family. I love them. They've always been good to me and my daughter, my daughter yeah. specifically mm-hmm. as well. But there is that 
feeling of there's no that fact that you're never going to have any closure in there. And I'm like, you're able to be comfortable around my family after what you did to me. You're able to be like, hey, pops, with my dad. And, you know, and there are times, even though, like, I've gone and I've used them as sounding boards, right? Not necessarily for advice. Right, yeah. There are times I've almost wished that they would just look at him, shake him, (laughs) scream at him. Yeah, something. Something. Wake Mm -hmm. the F up you know what i mean what are you doing to an amazing effing woman a woman you know is amazing you've said it yourself what are you doing right Right. but what good would that do yeah absolutely nothing 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 so it's like part of me says i want someone else to scream at him for once and the other side says it's not going to make any difference right and all that energy being expelled over something that you know someone is only going to fix themselves if they want to definitely and professional help is the only way and for some reason, for us in the colored community, not just the Latino community, it is such a stigma. I don't understand why. You are not allowed to talk to your business to no. anybody. God forbid you say something. This right now is going to put half the people oh, that listen God, to it. Yes. I could just... Because, okay, you just said something that your family, I guess your family knows or is... The people that the people that are closest to me know okay. the detail. No details. Where I'm putting this out there Oof. for the very first time. Yes. Yeah. Because again, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or a Central American thing. There are I, parts of it that are different. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I can't. Yeah. I feel like like you're, I'm going to get blamed at. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely stigmatized. Or I feel like I shouldn't be talking. Right. Right. It's so yeah. I think I might feel it, but. I'm glad that you were able to find at least some people in your family that you've talked to, unfortunately, whereas I feel like I can't. But now you're seeking that professional help. Yeah. And that is huge. Yeah. Because even if you don't have a specific support system, yeah. you also have the family in your house. Oh, yeah. That's the most important, yeah, right? Definitely. And seeking that professional help is should never be stigmatized. But you're right. Professional. Right. Someone who knows what they're talking about. And by the way, not one size fits all. Correct. Oh my goodness. I have yeah. been, I've had people, my daughters had different people yes. that were like, we just don't gel yeah, with. No, it, it happens. Yeah. You're not comfortable yeah. with, or they can't, they can't, they can't make you feel comfortable enough to open up. When I tell you that when I was in my twenties and I decided to go, um, it was even started before I had, before I got mm-hmm. pregnant with my daughter mm-hmm. and before I way before I was married and up until through my wedding, I had a therapist. I had tons of people, family members. I had coworkers says to me, are you sure you want to marry him? <laughs> Deadass. No. Deadass. And I thought, well, what else would I do? Right. We have a kid together. We live together. It's the best next step. We're go- we've been together six years, mm-hmm. on and off, yeah. on and off, yeah. you know. I did sow a few wild oats here and there, you know, <laughs> my early 20s. But in that moment, it felt like, okay, this is the next best step. I don't understand why we do that. Right. And that's, that's, yeah. Why? Right. Especially for women that were abused in their marriages, too. Right. Coming from somebody who just went through awful mm. things, you're going to put me in a situation that I, I don't want to be in. Right. Because we have to. Because of looks, the way yeah, it looks. Yeah, because of what people are going to say. Yeah. Because if I don't do it, what yeah. that's going to do to the family name. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. My dad looked at me and said, oh, there are secrets in this family. God knows. I was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And apparently no one else wanted us to know either. Right. Because it's not stuff that people talk about. I said, all the other stuff people talk about. I was like, but the stuff that might actually have been passed on from generation to generation, yeah. that could have screwed me the hell up. Yeah. 
I was like, it's not, it's not what you want to talk about. No. It's, it's quite, it's quite an irony. Yeah. Is what it really is. Big one. Yeah. It is unbelievable. I think Because you're sitting here trying to break the cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yet, you're kind of forced back into it. Yeah. By the people who, I just don't understand. But that's why it's cyclical. Yeah. That's why they never end until you finally take, and I, and I don't know if now it's because of social media. I don't know if it's because people have more people to feel they can reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, professional or not. We know, yeah. again, professional help is the best way to go. Right. But there are people that, you know, people feel on social media and TikToks. Oh, this person put this meme up. You know how many times that, that damn algorithm, oof, let me tell you, it's worked <laughs> real hard for me. Because I will oh sit God. there for hours thinking, yeah. oh, I am the best. I will repost stuff. Oh, that's right. His loss. <laughs> I am. I am. Mama, hear me roar. Like yeah, all this. Keep it going. You know, and because it makes... <laughs> Sometimes it's because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Other times because I'm like, yo, this is for real and this could help somebody, right? Yes. Because yes. people, we feel so alone in these things. The shame that came yeah. and the shame of me talking about it. And I probably will never go into details, but the shame of me even feeling like I could talk about it is a lot. I'm horrified talking about it. I'm horrified to know these things happened in my household. Yeah. Right? Because then I go as well, well, what happens if I decide to work it out with my husband? Now what do I look like? At the end of the day, that's your choice. Right. Whatever you do, even if you told somebody every little detail, at the end of the day, if you decide to work it out and the person you told everything to, they they take it however they want to take it, that shouldn't worry you. Right. And the but you know what it is again, it's that ingrained idea yes. that you put your shit out there. Now you gotta now you gotta deal with whatever backlash exactly. is gonna come at you. Exactly. We are gonna get some side eyes if you ever go to a picnic. <laughs> Goodness, and right when this when good weather's coming good weather's and, and the birthdays are coming. Don't worry, honey, I'm not oh, gonna be invited. No. Oh, so, stop, 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 stop. I'm not invited. But either of your house. Yeah, there you go. Your house, that's my house. Yeah, I'll go to your house. Um, I just <laughs> I'm sitting in the corner with my kids. Oh, you're not. Come I'm on. just kidding, kind of. You know, those things. I, I don't, I've gotten to the point in my life at this point, too, using this. Yes. Using this as a way to speak my truth because I know that it's going to help other people. And that's that's the important part. Even if it reaches yeah. one other person, exactly. it is going to help other people know that holy crap, this is happening in really fairly normal looking homes. Do you want it, you want me to tell you something? Yeah. When we started talking about everything that's been going on, you were the first person I told what was going on in my house. It's amazing. I don't know, and it's weird because we have a relationship. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, hey, Teresa. Not every day. Right. Yes. It's not like that. We we don't talk every day. Right. But the moment we started talking and we started about everything that we, we well, you were going, right. going through, I just felt so relieved. Oh, me too. Maybe that I'm not the only one that goes through stuff. Yes. That I told you. Yeah. And I just, it just, and now you see, you know, we have more in common than we know. Yeah. And you were such... And this is gonna. This is a weird word to use. And I'm, I'm gonna say comfort. And the reason I say it's a weird word to use because the information you gave me wasn't good information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it was like. Oh, I feel great now. Right now, but it made me realize that I wasn't imagining stuff. Okay. I wasn't making stuff up. Right. I wasn't just that I made up a whole scenario in my head. It was holy crap. This is really happening. Yes. And it didn't start with me. Of course not. And for so long, as much as I struggled, and I, I knew, I knew on the lower level that right. this really w- didn't start with me, you still will question everything about yourself. Oh, my God, I gained weight during COVID. Am I too fat? Oh, my God, am I too much of a bitch? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, am I asking too much? Am I 
irrational for asking my husband to be home at a certain time? Am I irrational for wanting a partner to love me the right way? But you know, you can't love somebody if you don't love yourself. Right. And that is something we were never, we weren't really taught. No. And I'm not you get married, you're told that you are a wife. Yeah. Then you become a mom. You are a mom. You are a mom. And yeah, you forget who you are. You forget to love yourself. You forget to be your person. Yeah. And that's so hard to come back from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we change every seven years cellularly. Anyway, we're a completely different person every seven years, which is ironic because, you know what, when I found out about shit, it was around seven years. And I'm like, oh, my God, I literally am cellularly different than I was seven years before. But it wasn't the good difference that I would have. It wasn't the growth I wanted. It was 17 steps back and 15 jumps down a hill and 17 (laughs) under the gravel and down in the trenches, (laughs) you know, with like 17 piles of gunk over my head. (laughs) But I can laugh about it now because I have been doing the growth and you have been doing the growth. Yes. In your life. And that that's going to mean spades for our kids. And that's why I think. Um, we got to watch them. Yes. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> we got to watch of them. Course. But And always, we always have to make sure that they are not picking up what we are going through. Yes. Because that's obviously not... I'm trying to break it now. Yeah. I look at my daughter now and I go, listen... You, I know you're gonna. I know you don't want to hear it right now, but I'll take the headphone out for a second and listen yes. to mommy for two minutes. Listen, I'm like, have your career. Mm-hmm. Graduate. Have your own place. Yes. Have a, a nest egg. Have a emergency fund. Have your money. Never put nothing in your name for anybody else. Never yes. take out loans yes. for anybody else. Yes. Never. Yes. 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 I said, have yours. I said, that way, when you are in a relationship, you know what's yours. Right. You know what's his. Right. And then you can figure out little things together. I said, I gave so much of so much of myself because I was never told not to. And that is really dangerous. It is. It's really because what happens then you become the giver, the giver, the giver, and it becomes expected of you. And then when something like what's going on in our lives happens, where are we? Right. We're stuck. We're yes. stuck with all of it. Yes. The ramifications of all of it. They get to say, oh, okay, walk away. Exactly. And you're like, what do I do now? Now I have to figure out how to live. Correct. How to take care of myself yes. and the kids, by the way, that I didn't lay down and make myself. Very true. Because if, if that was the case, yeah. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> if that was the case, I would have. No, but it's it's very true that we, unfortunately, get screwed. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. We get but, blamed on. We get screwed. We get broken again. We get... It, it's, it's, in, it's intense. Yeah. Not only are we going through what we're going through, yet we have everything else piling on because the bills come, the blame comes, the feeling bad comes, and... It, it's, it's a lot. And don't forget mom guilt. Oh, yes. Ooh, mom guilt. The yes. second you take a second for yourself, you feel like you yes. should be doing something. something. Yes, yes. I'll go. Doing you. something. Yes. And I've been really making that a priority. I'm like, listen, mommy needs time. Y'all can take care of yourselves right now. Go do they're it. They're not babies. Yeah, you know go what do I mean? it. Yeah, they're they're at an age where they can. Yeah. Um, And like I was telling you, you have to do for you. You have to. And as much as everything that's going on hurts because obviously that yeah. doesn't stop hurting from no, one it's day devastating. to the next. Yeah. It doesn't stop hurting from a year to the next. It, it could take long. Yeah, very long. You, But you still have to remember that you're Teresa. Yeah. And you have to do for you. I'm Teresa. <laughs> I like that. Yes. And you're Diane. Yes. And I, we're yeah. perfectly imperfect and that's okay. Yep, there you go. So I'll we're coming it. to the end but I did want to ask you one more question. Sure. Um, 
and I'll apologize because we've been still talking here and y'all are going to get to hear it. And it's, we're good. <laughs> so I read that there's something called generational curses. Okay. Okay. Do you know what that is and what do you think about it? So I don't know what it is. I think you told me a little bit before we started this. Um, I didn't know what it was. Apparently it's something that people believe in, right? Is that what you said? Yes. It's really, a, it's a spirit. Apparently it's a spiritual it. thing. Yes. Where they feel like there is, and some of the people think I'm crazy, but I had a spiritualist tell me this. Okay. That it's well known. It's even known in the Bible, apparently, that there are specific demons is a very strong word. I'm not going to say demons, okay. but spirits okay. that are not good spirits. And they apparently stick to people it could be a man from seven generations behind a grandfather somewhere. Wow. And part of that, it may be what causes alcoholism, drugs, okay. addi- whatever the addiction is, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of this too, when they say curses, I yeah. think a lot of it is because now we know about genes. Okay. Okay, okay, like okay, addiction yeah. runs in genes. At the time, they yes. didn't think that, but now we know it, that runs that it runs in genes. So I think that's probably where it comes from. That it's kind of a crapshoot where you can have literally seven grandfathers, and everyone after that is going to have this affliction okay. until they somebody says finally, I don't want this, yes, and breaks it. Right. So part of it is genes, and part of it is you know. I have the choice, yeah. yes or no. Right. And I think that's really where there's an issue about the generational curses. And I, I again, I, I think a lot of that is because now we know more yes. about genes and cellular and DNA and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's interesting that it's considered a generational curse. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. I don't know if I necessarily believe in that. Okay. Because it's like the other curses that we're always told as growing up. Mm-hmm. So what am I supposed to do? Think of this as la, la Llorona? La Llorona. Right? Like, okay, uh, my husband is doing this because La Llorona told him to. Yeah, because like, he's, got, I mean? like, he's got that like, demon on his back. Right, exactly. Yeah, talking to so him. So it's like, I don't know about that. And you ever, and you, and you ever think about that too, not saying that literally makes me right. think about how they say, oh, that, that voice on their shoulder, yes. that chip they can't get yes. rid of, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, maybe it's just straight up generational trauma yeah uh, yeah i think it's more that yeah that just and again genes have a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. dna has a lot to do with it the fact that we are forced to make decisions in our lives that we never thought we'd make no and you know again for everybody out there just remember that nobody has the right to hurt you or disrespect you without your permission in any form yeah any you are your own person life is rough by itself without adding to it and being mentally unhappy and unhealthy because it is something I think our generation is really trying to focus on is trying to get your mental in check and realizing that mental health is literally more important than physical health because it causes your physical health. Of course. Your mental health is what causes your physical decline. Definitely. It's unbelievable. You know? That's true though. Yeah. Because unfortunately I see it with my kids Unfortunately, these kids nowadays, mental issues are yes intense out there. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Definitely. And it's, it's, re- and it's really a scary thought that we actually do control. I yeah. mean, yes, we all have outside things. We all right. have other factors <clears throat> of everything. Mm-hmm. But we control so much of what we do. And I'm not saying it's easy. Leaving is not easy. No. Breaking deciding, patterns is not easy. Deciding, deciding to do that. Yes. To either leave or let go. And having the means. Yes. So many couples, regardless of what's going to stay together because yes, they don't have the means. Exactly. And that's what we were saying. You know, yeah. we have to teach our kids to, like you were saying, 
you know have their own exactly have that nest egg have your career have this and have yeah. that and know that you know what I'll tell my daughter too you make sure you have something on the side yes you protect yourself because if God forbid <laughs> you gotta go yes you don't gotta wait have on the side you know and these are things that it's important to teach them it's important for ourselves yeah we are still very young women in the prime <laughs> of our lives well. and yes <laughs> a lot of life to go oh i know definitely yes and we have every right to live it as we want of course as we see fit. without being judged exactly yes. oh my god d thank you oh this was so much for fun. spending this time with us um and hopefully it was enlightening. Yes, I learned a lot today. And maybe you see a little of yourself in us to our audience, because even though we're all unique, we are not alone. No, definitely not alone. So, Dee, did you enjoy being on? I had a blast. Yeah? Did, would you want to come and do another yes, one somewhere, somewhere I had along the line? I didn't know what this was going to be like, and I had a blast. Yeah. So thank like, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, we got a, we got a, f- a few good listeners out there. Awesome. We're going to keep, you know, keep coming. Awesome. And, you know, we can talk about different, all kinds of different stuff. Of course. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add in closing for me or for our listeners? Uh, the whole looking for help is very important. If you feel like you need it, don't feel like you're doing wrong or that you're going to be looked upon differently because you need help. If you need help, please go get it. Professional help. Amen. Yeah, definitely. And with that said, you know the drill. If you would like to be a part of our future episodes or have something you'd like to hear talked about, please feel free to email me at ProseccoQueensPodcast at gmail.com or DM me on IG at ProseccoQueensPodcast. Also, don't forget to follow us while you're there and share with everyone you know. And once again, I'm going to thank my fellow queen, Diane, for joining me and sharing. And to all of our listeners, stay tuned to our IG where I will be announcing our next episodes in a few weeks and who will be on with me then. So what are we drinking? What are we thinking? Your Prosecco Queens got all the goss. (laughs)